0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Pastronauts where we've collected some of the finest minds in nerding out about time travel. Uh, We are not experts in dealing with time, however, that took a little bit of work to get everybody here at the right time, didn't it, Ralph?
1: It did. It did. You have to be an expert in time zones, and it looks like all three of us are. Three out of four, anyway.
0: Yeah, (laughs) so uh, we haven't heard from Tress. He may be um, traveling through time as we speak. So he could be stuck in an
1: infinite time loop.
0: Yeah. Um, So we will see uh, if he's able to join us. Um, But if not, uh, hopefully he's not uh, stuck in the loop, as you say. But uh, one of the things that we love about time travel movies and something that appeals to all of us, the chance to do things over, uh, see things from a different perspective. But what that leads to is when it's used in storytelling, it gets you a lot of the same ideas get used over and over and over and over So one of those that I think we've all seen in Back to the Future made famous is when somebody kind of leaves the time capsule for the other time traveler. Back to the Future did it actually a different way in each of the three movies, whether it was uh, Marty's letter for Doc Brown or Marty gets the letter so that he can say, oh, now I know where the DeLorean is. So it kind of like fills in that gap that otherwise marty would have been stranded so that's just an example of how the most famous example of how that's used but we also have so many other movies that have used that
1: they yeah yeah aaron that reminded me of and you know i need to go back and watch bill and ted the original because i know the third one's out and i haven't seen that yet but they made an effort to make sure that their present selves were giving clues to their past present selves, if that makes sense, so they could get through whatever mission they were trying to get through. Is, is, that, is that right? I mean, that's kind of what you're saying.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it, is that it's kind of a storytelling crutch that you're like, okay, these guys aren't smart enough yet as they develop through the movie to get to the point they need to be. So how do we kind of connect this dot to get them from point A to point B so that they know, oh, we need to write this song or we need to meet this famous character,
1: you know what's funny is, is I, have, I have two sons and I know you have a daughter and I, I, this is where it makes us real nerdy, I know, but I always think like in their lifetime, what if time travel becomes a real thing? And then I think, well, no, because they would have come back and like told me or saved me from some embarrassing moments or helped me win at fantasy football. Like there'd be clues, but they haven't done that. So I'm guessing they won't. I'm not sure how that works
0: well that's actually if you go into a lot of the uh, scientific forums when i when i kind of say oh i need to to find out if this is actually going to be something that ever <laughs> that ever actually happens uh when i've run out of movies or forgot to renew my netflix subscription or whatever else and can't watch any time travel stuff i'll look at uh, scientific journals and that's generally the number one argument against time travel is, I believe it was uh, Stephen Hawking put out an invitation in the paper, like, hey, come meet me at this day and time if you're a time traveler. But mm. the, the meeting date was set the day before the classified ad. So the only ones that could have come to that meeting would it be someone who saw it in the paper later and then time <laughs> traveled to see him so when no one attended he said well this proves that time travel is not possible Um, there's that
2: thought where if you have time travel in any time period you've got it in every time period you know you, you don't have to wait well i wonder if we will have time travel in the future you know you don't have to wonder about that because we would already know you know
0: i i just assume that maybe it still can happen but my mind can't understand why they wouldn't be able to travel back to now Yeah,
1: well, maybe there are some rules, because if anybody can just go and change it, then you have this infinite multiverse that gets real complicated. So maybe they're here, Aaron, maybe they're at the grocery store wearing their mask, and they just don't, they can't tell us, because they'll do some time if they do, I don't know.
0: Well, that kind of leads me to another one that I've seen. The past has already been dictated by, like, if you travel back, you change the thing you were trying to prevent. Uh, Speaking of time traveling, it looks like our fourth astronaut has arrived. Tress. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. We just were just—we uh, were worried you might have been it, stuck in a time loop.
1: No, I was asleep. So. <laughs> it's eight o'clock here. So. Yeah. Well, the good, yeah. the good thing is this: this this cast, of, the the are compiled with from people all over the country, all over the globe, if you will. So,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: we represent the world well.
0: We were just discussing how time travel may or may not. Uh, be proven to not exist by the fact that if time travel exists, we would have already met some time travelers because there's no barriers once you, once you remove that time. Um, so are there anything that you can think of that you just see over and over and over?
3: Well, I was just thinking, like, you, have you explained what a trope is? The way I explain it, it's like a cliche that exists within various forms of media and they're not necessarily bad. They can be, I mean, they're just part of literature. So different plot devices, different themes that we see throughout. Usually TV, I think, is where we notice them a lot. Um, but they they can be very badly done. They can be used in good ways to tell a good story. So they're not necessarily bad because some people make fun of them all the time, which is fine. But they're not, they're everywhere. <laughs> they're just different plot cliches that that exist to, to tell a story. And I think it was... Uh, who is it that said that there's like only 29 stories period is it robert mckee that said there's 29 stories anyway there's nothing new under the sun but we like to hear the same stories over and over just told in different ways
1: so Tress, Um, would this be a good example because you're the storyteller i was thinking about this i was trying to explain to my wife what this was and i said it's like in the late 90s early 2000s those teen rom-coms where there there's a there's an attractive girl but she's wearing like a sweater and has glasses. But by the end of the movie, everybody realizes she's been beautiful all along and the football star wants her. and kind of like that.
3: Yeah, yeah. And that's just the Pygmalion trope really is what that's about. It's about the original like story is about a, a man who carves a statue and falls in love with it. But it's just been retold so many different times that we know it but we still like it and we still watch it because we like the story so but yeah that's a good example
0: yeah that's uh that leads us, me kind of into uh one of them that i i think is kind of cheesy but it, it just always serves a purpose and the story is the person either like they wake up from their time they've been frozen or jump back in time or whatever and the first thing they always see is a newspaper stand that says here's what year it is, or here's what day it is, or something, and it's just, they use it over and over, and it can't, it can be lazy storytelling, but at the same time, there's some times where you can see them kind of have fun with it, like there'll be easter eggs of, like, a, a sub-story towards the bottom, or Back to the Future even took it one step farther, and the newspaper changed based on how the timeline was adapting.
1: Right, right. Well, if, uh, I'll go first with, um, one of the tropes, you sent us a list of tropes, so I had to pick one. Um, one of the tropes I think is well done only once perhaps, what is called the Groundhog Day loop where you're stuck in an infinite time loop. And, and I have some movie picks here. So each one of my tropes, I'm gonna recommend a movie that maybe somebody hasn't seen yet. So there's a movie named Palm Springs, it's on Hulu. It's with Andy Sandberg and Kristen um, Milioti, probably saying her name wrong, but she was the mother in How I Met Your Mother. And, you know, it, it is a romantic comedy, and it's a good date movie. Um, but what I think is, is really cool about this, the Groundhog Day loop, everybody knows Groundhog Day, Bill Murray stuck on the same day for I don't know how long, and he's trying to get out of it. It's the same concept in Palm Springs, except what happens when it's not just one person stuck in the loop? What happens when there's multiple people stuck in the loop with their own agendas and their own plans to get out? That's where I think it gets, it, that's where I think Palm Springs is, really challenges that kind of narrative and you know besides there being a romantic element there the two main characters they have issues with their past and I think that resonates with a lot of people you know because we all have things where I could have done that a little bit differently or what happens if this didn't occur in my life so we get to see how that plays out and what really what what it really takes to move them forward so Palm Springs it's on Hulu if you have the Hulu You can go stream it right now. And then I'll steal one idea from something I read on one of the reviews is um, somebody said it's kind of a pandemic metaphor because we're all stuck in this place right now. We all know we're going to get out. We don't know when and what kind of self-reflecting are you doing during this time? So that's a really good flick. I recommend you see it if you have Hulu.
0: Well, uh, you had mentioned that you hadn't really seen too many attempt it. I've seen kind of an offshoot of that more often in, kids animated shows and things like that where it's kind of like the oh I wish it could be Christmas every single day because I love Christmas so much and I think if I remember correctly I think I saw an episode when I was a kid of DuckTales where that happened and then they get like a week into it and they're like oh yeah this loses all meaning if we have this happen every day so it kind of has like the little the cheesy wrap up there at the end (laughs) Um, and I know that there and and that's not the only show that's done it that's what that's why it's a trope is that I can name it and I'm sure that either people listening or you guys could think of a show off the top of your head where you've seen that where it's not necessarily a time loop that they're reliving the same day but there's some aspect of it that repeats itself like every day is Christmas or every day is Valentine's Day is another popular one
3: and that's from a short story. Even that is the uh, Christmas every day back in the 1800s. There was a short story called Christmas every day, but it's retold over and over that has become its own trope in a sense.
0: Yeah, that's a, another good example of it's, it's not a new story, but we, we adapt it for what we know and and, mm-hmm. and change some of the elements, but it's. The core of it remains the same
2: well one of the tropes I was I was uh, looking at closely and, and you kind of alluded to it earlier was um, what they called the uh, the ripple effect indicator it's something that happens or changes in a physical world to indicate that time travel has actually occurred and uh, you know we we do see that in in uh, even in the first Back to the Future, where where the the photo that Marty brings back of his family and and the family members slowly start to appear or disappear depending on how effective his his mission is being accomplished, is of course one of them. Um, uh, and and you know the, the Back to the Future does it all the time, like you alluded to also with uh, headlines changing and and materializing and and uh, you can see the effects of what you are doing presently. I guess I shouldn't say presently, <laughs> pastly or futurely uh, is, is changing in, in all different time periods, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, but there's also, um, there's a film called Frequency, um, which isn't necessarily a time travel movie per se, uh, but it involves communicating uh, across time and the basic premise is that a grown man is able to communicate with his deceased father from the past from when he was a child uh, through their mutual interest in uh, amateur radio and so this father in the '60s was was a ham radio operator and had passed away, and all of his ham radio equipment was was stored away in sometime in the future. The son, now grown, finds it on a whim, starts to hook it up, play around with it, and he can actually hear the voices of his deceased father from the past. And they're able to communicate, which is kind of neat. So they're able to to talk about uh, things that may be happening in the future, and and eventually they use it to prevent a a tragedy. But there's an element of the story where we don't know if this is all in this guy's head. Um, or, or if this is actually happening because there's no physical evidence other than just this voice that he hears. And so they perform a couple of tests where in the past, the father takes a, um, a little handheld wood etcher, where you would burn something into wood and he burns his initials or a message into the table in the past. And that same table in the future where the sun is sitting starts to materialize and appear before him. Uh, so it thus it indicates that, oh my gosh, yeah, this is actually happening, you know, and they're able to, uh, to leave notes with each other by one of them hiding them in the past and saying, okay, go look here now under the floor. and And he pulls it up and there's this 30-year-old note that had just been left a couple minutes before. So uh, I I think those are kind of neat because they lend a sense of, of credence or authenticity to the story because when you have physical evidence that can't be refuted, that has no other explanation other than the fact that there's this connection that you're experiencing to the past. So it's a great story. I highly recommend it. It's called Frequency. And I believe... Just as an aside, I think there's a a series on Netflix now, based on on that concept, where they they made, it, it's not necessarily a direct remake, um, but I think they've they've remade the story as a series uh, with a female in the lead, and uh, I was on Netflix <laughs> just the other day and I saw it pop up, and it's got the old movie poster as the the clip on on netflix i'm like oh wow i haven't seen this in years this is great i want to click and it turns out it's the new thing I'm like oh no they use the old image for the new series <laughs> so i was like oh i don't want to watch this
1: <laughs> todd that is one of my favorite movies of all time when that came out i actually bought the dvd for my uncles and my dad because it's a great father-son movie as well i mean it's yeah. is it dennis quaid i don't know why i'm thinking is it one of the it Qua- is. It's, yeah, quaid. it's well acted well casted um and it, it, it tugs at the heartstrings if you uh Well, everybody has a dad, but if you're a son with a dad or a dad with a son, it's good stuff.
0: A movie that is great at using these tropes. You guys have seen Safety Not Guaranteed. It's an independent film. It's a time travel movie in the fact that they're questioning whether or not this one inventor has, in fact, successfully completed a time travel journey. And the entire movie is spent looking for, he says he's done it. There's no proof. And they're trying to investigate any of these things like is there something he's brought from his one successful mission is he a lunatic there's no proof of any of these things and so the search for those tropes and them not being there but you know what they are supposed to be helps you latch into this character because you want to find them and and prove that he's not crazy that. That he's successfully done this time travel adventure. It's it's just really good storytelling, but it's it's kind of the opposite side of the coin from frequency. Like they keep put it in frequency, they have these little trail of breadcrumbs that like each little one leads you to believing it more and more as the story goes along, versus safety not guaranteed is the other way of like you keep searching for them, and every time you think that you find something that proves it then they cast more doubt on it and so it kind of takes you through highs and lows until you get to the end and I won't reveal if he's successful or not but that's uh, two great examples of how the trope can be spun in a way of like you know what it's going to be but it doesn't necessarily take away from the storyline it actually it actually adds to it
2: that's really think thing. It's interesting that you mentioned that, Aaron. I had just seen that movie probably two weeks ago for the first time.
0: Oh, wow. And uh,
2: and I th- I thought it was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. And it's interesting because so many films about time travel, and, and I'll put it in that category. It's a time travel film. Um, so many films about time travel start with the premise uh, where time travel is the catalyst that starts the story spinning, uh, Safety not guaranteed is is a movie about time travel in which, you, like you said, you don't know if if time travel is even going to occur in this film or not, and and instead of being the catalyst that sets the story on on the uh, on its path, whether or not it's going to occur actually is the the uh, the ending of the story, and you you don't find out till five minutes before it's over what's going to happen. Um, and it's, a, it's, a great character study. So excellent, excellent for bringing that up. And I, I didn't even thought of that, but I just saw it. It's great.
0: And it's another uh, side note. Uh, anyone that's a, a parks and recreation fan, um, mm-hmm. Aubrey Plaza is one of the main roles in it. She's much more serious than she is in, in the TV show. So
1: had me at Aubrey Plaza. Come on to be like <laughs> that kind of person and be that funny and kind of dark humor. Yeah. She's a big fan.
2: Absolutely.
0: Um, Yeah, so I even I even thought about Todd. Kind of alluded to this. I've thought about an episode that we could do in the future, of we could just talk about time travel movies that don't use time travel. I'm sure we could think of some more where the time travel is kind of the catalyst, but really there's no there's no time travel in the movie as far as developing the story. You watch the whole thing, and. You're thinking about time travel, but there's no time travel in the movie.
2: The a great thought.
0: Has anyone seen Bill
3: and Ted 3 yet? I haven't watched it yet, but that no. could be another thing we can
1: discuss. <laughs> I want to. I just don't want to pay 30 bucks. That's true. I'm
3: waiting for it to stream free on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I think that would be a good, uh, we could kind of just analyze the trilogy and see, because uh, I want to watch the three of them back to back and see which that like which running jokes they kept and any of the easter eggs and that kind of thing because i know that uh i know that the the two main actors were way more involved in the story of this one than they were in the others and Mm -hmm. they were a big reason why they were able to get the funding to to produce a movie like this because if if movie studios thought they could make money on bill and ted 3 they would have made it quite a while ago instead of this big of a gap so Mm -hmm.
3: and I think I've talked to you about this Aaron I think we even visited a few places but majority of the first movie was filmed almost entirely in Phoenix and the mall the San Dimas mall it closed uh, a few weeks ago and it was all in the local news and yeah but that one that one greatly parodies a lot of time travel tropes
0: yeah Bill and Ted they basically were like hey we're going to use every single one as the as the foundation of our joke even though back to the future was a comedy like it still treated the family relations and everything very seriously very dramatic and so bill and ted was kind of just like a oh yeah none of this matters like we're just going to like we're going to set up rules and then we're going to not follow those rules whatsoever
3: and what's and one trope that i thought of in bill and ted is the ability not only to travel on time but to show up at the Exact location on Earth. Um, and I don't know what Trump that is, what name it is, but you notice like when they go to steal all the historical figures, they show up exactly where Sigmund Freud is going to be or exactly in the middle of, you know, one of Napoleon's uh, battles. But you see that a lot in time travel movies as well. It's not just time, but also location they can travel specifically to.
0: For Back to the Future, they're reason for choosing a DeLorean was the time machine has to go to that time but it's wherever you launched from like so if you're in Buffalo New York you stay in Buffalo New York like you can't just go to another location but the way to get around that is you make it a car and so they have a set of rules but then they they kind of it forces more creativity out of it because of that
2: i think they're originally going to build the time machine into like a a coke vending machine or something like that where it was going to be something that wasn't mobile and all the problems that that created like you know uh, how is it going to get from here to there how is the power going to be internalized or what you know so it's kind of neat that (laughs) they built a a vehicle
1: doc are you telling me You turned the Coke machine into a... Wait, wait, I messed it up. What's the quote? Somebody somebody do it.
0: Doc, are you telling me you built a time machine out of a Coke vending machine?
1: There it is. There it is. That probably won't make the podcast, but that's all right. (laughs) Um, A show on Amazon Prime called Undone, and it is one of the most amazing shows I've ever seen, and you could just miss it because it's just... It, it'd be easy to miss if you weren't looking for it. And the only reason I watched it is because it's set in San Antonio where I was, I'm originally from. So I said, okay, let me check this out. Didn't even know time travel was an element in it. Um, but it stars Rosa Salazar, who is, uh, she's she's not well known, but she's great. And Bob Odenkirk who was in Breaking Bad and, and Better Call yeah. Saul. Yeah. So this, this the story is this, it's, there's a young woman named Alma and she has an accident. And from that point on, she starts seeing her dead father, which reminds me, when you were talking about frequency, I'm like, did they just kind of you know, borrow some of these elements here? So he starts speaking to her, but it, it's done in such a strange way because normally I don't like animated films unless it's comic book, whatever, you know, kind of genre, but it's, it's not, it, it's like it's, they act and then they animate it in this really bizarre way, but it's, it has a purpose. Alma kind of exists in different moments of time with her father. She's constantly jumping, and the animation in the background kind of lends itself to that, you know? But what makes it amazing to me is you don't really know if it's real. And I'm talking, kind of dancing around a lot because I don't want to give too much away. You don't know if it's real, but then there are parts of it that elude you to think that it is real. And her dad's speaking to her from the past because they're trying to find out the mystery around his death and we know some of the elements to how he died but the mom doesn't really want to talk to alma about it and it's just an amazing amazing show i think it highlights mental illness and what that could be because so often today if somebody has schizophrenia or some sort of illness where they hear voices we just assume it's a thing but this show explores the the idea that maybe it's not maybe these are people that have extra sensory capabilities maybe these are people that see things that are unseen to the rest of us and it's wild man it is a great show it's called undone on amazon prime and uh, i recommend anybody if you have it, have a, a time to binge a show that that you check it out I, I think you'll be um you'll be satisfied with with at least the first season there's a little bit of a cliffhanger
0: we're never short on suggestions for new things to watch And one of the things that uh, I've also thought about for a future episode would not necessarily be talking about film and television, although there's plenty of those that take on this aspect of time travel, but some people have suggested that our perception of time could kind of be like a sixth sense. Like what you see is one thing, what you hear is one thing, and your perception of time because you can you I mean we've all been there where we watch a show and we're like oh I didn't realize that like that that was an hour-long show it had me on the edge of my seat I thought it was 20 minutes or whatever or we get involved in an activity or we're at the waiting room at the doctor and it we've only been there 10 minutes but it feels like an hour and uh, and how our perception changes but one of the tropes that I I love but also frustrates me when i see when i see it happening but then the resolution of it makes me happier is the time difference like you go you go away uh to space or you go into this time chamber or whatever and the year that you spend in there is five minutes for the people on the other side or vice versa That we'll talk about that in part two uh as well as any things that you guys can think of because there's no end to time travel that's if it exists right todd the pastronauts podcast is recorded in multiple time zones simultaneously no paradoxes intentional or otherwise were created at any point during its production this is a reminder we are not scientists so please time travel carefully if after this warning you still elect to take a time voyage you might as well do it in style but please avoid interactions with yourself or family members and don't forget to wash your hands